you go to a funeral, you go out of respect of the family, out of the person who passed away. You go there to help mourn, you know, all these things. You don't go there to pass out business cards. And I'm not kidding. That happened. Hey, I'm Michael Panic, And I'm Michael Ray. And, and we're, we're the, the Michaels. Michaels. We worked together for eight years and through many hopeful and hopeless situations. Today, we each work jobs we love and enjoy life every day. During our time as co-workers, we ignored a lot of warning signs, which eventually caused issues in our personal lives, affecting family and friends. Our work-life balance was out of whack, and we didn't even know it. This podcast is all about recognizing potential issues and advice on how to correct your course of life and work. This, this is Work-Life work Balance. Hey, everyone. We are back with Episode 9. Thank you again for taking time to listen to our episodes. Hopefully, we're giving you some good information. And let's be honest, you've now listened to at least eight hours of our voices, and we're <laughs> impressed with that. I, for one, am very impressed because I listen to my own voice eight hours a day, and I can't stand it. So You literally took an entire work day and listened to us. So we're very excited for that. And... I'm really just excited to bring the next episode to you because we actually have a special episode coming up very soon. Um, you'll be surprised at what kind of guests that we're able to get now, and we're very excited about that. Yes, we are. Um, anyway, but let's talk about today's episode. Today's episode, so episode nine, <clears throat> we um, have it named Using Personal Connections for Business Gains. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this one, like the issue and the name kind of go hand-in-hand hand issue, taking advantage of personal relationships for business gains. I mean... Let's be honest. You all have you all know that one person or two people, maybe three in your family that you literally roll your eyes every single time that you see them at a Christmas or a Thanksgiving or some type of family reunion and you're like, "Oh gosh, what are they going to sell me now?" And like I I know some people in my family that are that way. I'm not going to lie. I when I first started in a sales position years ago, um I made the horrible error of trying to sell family members and what we did and it just creates a bad situation simply just very simply and the reason why we bring this up like because typically this isn't this is less about your boss per se but it's more about you starting out or you've started your own company and you don't realize you're doing this and you're hurting your your life side because i know that we talk a lot about the the work challenges and but this episode is very specific about your personal life because you're utilizing your personal life for business gains and you're just straight up destroying your personal life and you have no idea that you're doing it. And you're just trying to get a couple of dollars out of people and you don't know that it's actually just making this really big distaste for people and you're just creating enemies out of people and don't know it. Yeah. This is one of my favorite like tropes in movies and TV and stuff. Uh, how often this happens because I think like everybody knows it except the people that are doing it. Everybody knows that this is a, major faux pas whatever don't work for friends or don't work with family or blah 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 and it doesn't quite have to be like that but like when you're just always trying to bleed your closest friends and family members out of a dollar for your latest scheme i mean it, it just gets old and i mean i i've known people i knew one guy who like every time he talked to me he was just coming to me with another get rich quick scheme like and, and asking me my opinions about it. And every time my answer was the same, it was like, why don't you get a job and make some real money? Like, <laughs> I, and I hate to be that way, but you just, after a while, you know, these people become predictable, you know what they're uh, after, you know what they're about. And, and it doesn't ever really end well. And I would even say like, I've had people say, Hey, can we get lunch? I'm like, sure. I, I've, I've never had, lunch with you before but that's fine i got this great idea i just won't run past you <sighs> i've had that quite a few times done to me and then you know i've gotten very used to it so like if it i usually not gonna lie if i get a, a message from a, a family friend or somebody like that and i literally rarely talk to them but once a year um I usually just go check out their social media and I find out really quickly what they're up to and mm -hmm. I know why they're asking. Yep. And I will just either ignore or say, um, I just can't schedule right now. I'm sorry. And then give it a month later and they're off doing something different. Sure. And let me say, the other thing is like, I, the, the other side of this that we're going to talk about is not just like, Oh, the person's always trying to sell you something, but the, the, 
the people that always see you as the same thing, um, that are always trying to kind of use you for connections. And so like one thing I get a lot as a developer, you know, it's the, it's not anymore, but everybody still thinks it's like the app land rush or, or gold rush right now. And so everybody's coming to be like, Hey bro, look, I had this great idea for an app or like, I have this great idea for a company and blah, blah, blah. And people are mm. pretty consistently trying to get me to like you know, build apps for them and start, you know, and stuff like this. And it, it's not always bad. I've actually heard some really good ideas. Um, I'm usually not interested in like pursuing it with people. And I, sometimes I even have been, it, it's not always bad. Um, and so I, I say that with a caveat that if any of you are listening to this and you've pitched me idea an idea, I'm not necessarily saying it was a bad idea. I'm just saying that like there is a subset of people I know would never talk to me uh, unless they're trying to pitch me an idea. And really, it's the same thing as selling me something. Uh, there's no difference between the person that's trying to sell me crap than it is trying to sell me on their idea and why, you know, for a 15% stake in my company, you can build my app or I don't know, whatever people think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you know, both sides of the field, you're going to deal with this pretty often. And, uh, and so that's why we thought this would be a really good subject to talk about. Um, I think with the internet, with social media, you're going to deal with this more and more and more. Um, so we've already given away a couple of things, uh, as far as warning signs, but, um, let's go ahead and kick it off, Michael, with our first official actual written down warning sign. Are you known as the person that is always trying to sell something? Right. And, you know, I I, I take this to heart because I'm a sales... I've been a salesperson now essentially for almost 10 years. And I I try actually really, really hard. And like now, not the beginning, but now I I just don't bring up work around around friends. I just... Unless they ask me a direct question, I'm not going to really talk about it. Just because I don't want that to become this situation where they're just so used to me talking about work that it's just expected, and we don't want that. You don't, you know, your friends are your friends for a reason. They're not friend. They were your. They should have been your friends before you started this X Y Z business or started working for someone who's pushing you to contact your friends because that's a reality. Uh, and I, I really take this to heart just because one of my first few sales were to some friends and. Um, they're still friends today, but there is, there was some tension there that I had created and they may not even realize it, but I had this, my own inside tension of if we weren't, if our company wasn't doing something right or, uh, had messed, messed up on their account or anything like that, it was made me nervous. And that's not the goal of a friend, right? You're not supposed to be nervous around your friends. They're supposed to help you and you're supposed to help them and you both grow and just have fun together and, there's just a lot of pos- there should be a lot of positive thoughts when you're thinking about a friend or doing something for a friend or just go visit them or they come visit you. It's not this very negative world or anything like that. And I had created that accidentally because I had a business deal per se with them and it was creating some issues. And and like I said, it wasn't like these terrible things, but it was enough where it made me nervous when I saw one or two calling me in the middle of the day. Yeah. And I was like that's probably business friend, not just friendly. And that's, you never want to get to that point. I'm really talking to you, to the people out there that are brand new in the sales world or trying to start a company. I know it's very tempting to start with your first network, which is your family and then follow up with your friends, but don't like, unless they just absolutely need a service that you provide and it just works out that way. But if they don't need it and you're just trying to hard sell them on something, you're going to regret yeah. it later because you're going to hurt your friendship. You're going to hurt that relationship all for what? $100, $1,000, $10,000. And, you know, two years from now, that you may not even be working for that company anymore or that company screwed over everybody. You know, it could be an ongoing list there. But you just don't want to do that. Um, and I know it's tempting because you're just trying – if you're commissioned only trying to get that first sale, it's very, very tempting. Uh, I – completely get that but that's not the goal right and i'm gonna go ahead and break the seal i'm gonna attack the elephant in the room here a big chunk of this is the people with mlms with 
the, you know, multi-level, multi-level marketing. marketing, the pyramid schemes, Ponzi schemes, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not going to call anybody out because none of you that sell for MLMs think that you sell for an MLM. So I'm not going to call anybody out mm-hmm. by name. I'm not going to say any companies. I'm just going to say like those of us who are not in that world, we, we know what it is and you will ruin uh, relationships, you'll ruin friendships, you'll ruin your social media following. Uh, if that matters to you, you're going to ruin that all so fast. If, if everything you do post talk about becomes your MLM and what you're trying to sell, uh, to people. And so, um, you know, some of the worst offenders are things like, um, herbal supplements and makeup. I feel like I see those more than anything in the world. And it's great. If that is, if that product is working for you, that's really fantastic. If it's helping you, that's really awesome. But if all you ever do is post online and talk in person about these products that you're selling and try to use your like secret tactics to sell people on Tupperware and whatever other, you know, knives and whatever else you're selling, it's so we know what you're doing. It, nobody is fooled by that, and it just gets old. It gets grating. Um, so just, uh, you know, and, and we just know these people. You know, they're always just trying to sell something. And the other one is, is kind of touches on what Michael uh, said. It's that your clients are just, like, all of your clients are family and friends. Um, that's a huge warning sign. If, if everyone you sell to are people that you knew before you started this business – that's a big sign that your business is not growing. Not not in the right way. Not in the right ways. Because, you know, you, you should be able to sell your product or service to a complete stranger because the product or service is that good or is that needed. Because there are plenty of products and services out there that are great, but nobody needs them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't need a telephone that connects to a hard wire in my house anymore. Nope. I don't need to buy that anymore. It's just That's just the reality of where technology is gone and so forth but yeah if you have this great wonderful product but you can't seem to sell it to just people on the street or you make a cold call and sell it you may not have a good product or service anymore good point and you're just recycling your friends and family and they almost feel bad or oh it's so and so again i feel kind of yeah i'll order another set because mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the reality for some people they just they buy out a pity and you don't want that. And you may not even realize that even happens to you. You might think, I'm the best salesperson in my region. I, I can call them up right now and make another sale. Well, that's great. But if you're not making good money with people you never met before except through business, which I'll touch on more later, but um, you have other problems. And remember that uh, I know that we're, I feel like we're kind of going in on, on salesmen and we'll, we'll get into some other points later. Or business owners. Because, um, we're yeah, it's a lot of it's business owners. Uh, but remember that a sale, like uh, the question actually was talking to somebody Friday and this was the way they poised this question. Uh, when is the sale done? Michael, when is the sale complete? Depends. But realistically, any general sale, when is it complete? When the transaction's done. Mm-mm. No? No. Never. That's true. Right? Because your goal after that transaction is done is to get a repeat customer. Yeah. And so the sale is never done. I I think it's a pretty good principle. Mm -hmm. But when you're selling to your family, you're selling to your friends, you have to remember that the sale is never done. So example, um, the company that Michael and I worked at, uh, we did, I mean, we did business with friends and um, I don't think we ever necessarily pushed it on those people. I didn't ever push it on those people, but they would come to me. And now we are not with that company and we still have friends that have con- like service contracts with that company. And it hasn't really made things awkward. Uh, any of the friends that I worked with, um, you know, they, that once they found out that I was gone, like it's okay. And they're still there. They're not like packing up their bags and leaving. Um, and I've told them that they shouldn't, that they're okay, but it does make things a little awkward. And here's the best example. I think though, more understandable in this world is, uh, car sales people. Oh man, don't sell your friends cars and don't buy cars from your friends. I just, I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to say this you wrong. You can almost but say that with real estate to a certain I point. would agree. Yeah, I would highly agree with real estate, but mm-hmm. just don't do it. 
don't buy a car from your friend. Buy a car from someone you barely know and, and trust by word of mouth. But when you start buying a car, you buy a car from your friend um, in three years when it starts giving you major problems or it gets recalled or you find out that it was a total lemon model, it there's no avoiding it. You're going to subliminally, back of your mind, you're going to blame that friend. They didn't build the car. They didn't know but you just can't help it almost. You, mm-hmm. you, you subtly want someone to blame and it's going to be that person. Don't sell cars to your friends. Don't sell real estate to your friends. And the sale is never complete. I mean, just, I think that that's such a good principle to follow and a good reason to remember why you shouldn't sell your services to your friends. Now, there's a good place in this world to sell goods and products to your friends and to buy their goods and products. It's more services and the long-term products I'm talking about. So like if your friend is selling t-shirts, yeah, support your friend, buy their t-shirt. That's totally cool. Um, you know, if, if they're a good friend, a good it's business really just, owner, they'll deal it, with it. But it's, it's, it's these products services that aren't a cheeseburger Right, it's a one-time or pretty like, low commitment, like thing. same day, one and done. You know, this is the products and services that could technically have a contract tied to it. Mm. I and mean, if you're signing a piece of paper that says I'm not liable, X, Y, Z, uh, those are the type of things you got to be careful with. Just because, like Panic says, and. I kind of hate that I'm a professional salesperson. I answer that question so poorly. It's okay. It's just, but I was, it was a little bit of a trick question, but it was really what we're saying is that in these scenarios, you are, this is the beginning of something, not the end of something. Right. And, and I I do a lot with that where a lot of services I sell, this is the beginning and we want to keep the relationship going. Uh, But ultimately when you're dealing with friends and family, like, I'm not going to lie, there were times where I remember going to a Christmas because I had sold, like, I had a uh, a dealing with a family member long ago and just was not happy. And when the Christmas came around, I still had, still had to go see them for Christmas. And, you know, I made sure I didn't talk about any of that because the last thing you want is some family feud about business that... Yeah. That could wait till Monday, you know? <laughs> I mean, something like that. So you just got to be careful. And I know there's a lot of reasons why you want to sell initially to family because you just need to get something off the ground or you're just that new salesperson. But just be very, very careful when you start dealing with that. But that kind of rolls into our next set of things here. Um, this is more on the friend side of things. So when you, like, want to go talk and have lunch with a friend – but it ends up being more about business or just something like that. That's not good. You know, you're not, you're not just going for the friendship. Like you don't want to go dinner with somebody just so you can talk to them about some new service that your company now offers. Or if you're getting pressure from your boss that's saying, I need more sales and you're like, like, let me call it so-and-so. And it's just a friend, a good friend that maybe high up in some business that own that has a ton of money and you're like, oh, I can slip this, and they won't even care. No, they, they think that's a complete disrespect of their time and really disrespect of the relationship. I remember when I was in my professional selling course at college, um, the teacher was a professional salesman for a company that sold, I forgot exactly what they sold, but his main, one of his main accounts was Home Depot. So, like, huge buyer, you know, big ordeal. And he was telling the story once of a of a sales like a coworker or something, and basically they had, you know, he had like did all these things with this his contact and you know took him out to eat, everything seemed fine, did a lot of golfing with him, just that you know when you think of a classic you know uh, smoozing you know smoozing over the client type thing, he was doing all that, and um, when they he told me that when they finally went to some really high end golf course and had a good time. And then the at the end of the game, he's like, "Well, hey man, I, I love that we've gotten this great friendship together." There's the client talking to that salesman. I'm glad that we have this great friendship together. I just want you. I can't make the deal right now. It's going to be a while, or just can't do it right now. And the salesman's like, "What? You're not going to do it?" And just said, well, "Do you think all this was just because we want to be friends?" And like just oh. completely like turned on him. Jeez. And so the client the client was like. 
I don't want to do crap with you ever again. Yeah. yeah. And so like, Oh my God. You man. have to really think I about never heard that one. No. And I remember it always like, it, that has been, cause I've heard that story. Um, your undergrad. Mm-hmm. I was undergrad. So that was probably 2010. So, but now it'll never leave my mind. Cause I was like, I really hope I don't do that to somebody where I'm just trying to get, make use out of their, just their money, not their friendship. For sure. Yeah. Think about that real hard. Um, but, but yeah, so that kind of, then we go into our next warning sign here Ooh. and this one, I'm going to let panic talk about, cause I feel like he has some, just I have some thoughts, I have some <laughs> thoughts on that for sure. Uh, people that use the gym or the church or their social clubs or the golf course or the tennis courts or wherever they socialize as their own personal chamber of commerce. I got a bone to pick with y'all because yeah, and I just said y'all because we are Birmingham. We are in Birmingham, Alabama, still. Uh, but man, I can't deal with this. So this just super grinds me up. I mean, I cannot handle people who, especially um, the church. Uh, that's you know, I I feel like maybe in Alabama, maybe in the Bible Belt, this is more prevalent than anywhere. People who use the church for their own gain. Um, but I hear about this. I see this a lot. Uh, just any place that should not be business related, any place that should be social, any positive situation that should just be fun, people should be relaxing, people should be kicked back. Uh, that's what they should be experiencing. They should just, uh, you know, you should let people relax when they want to relax. You should respect that. And it concerns me uh, a lot when I see people who seem unable to do that. Maybe they're, ah, geez, I don't even know. Maybe they're like um, at a party and all they want to do is like pitch you their new business idea. And maybe they're, uh, again, I mean, like at church and, you know, you should just be like greeting each other in fellowship. Maybe you're at the gym and you should be stretching and warming up. And you just know that that person is there to sell everybody and to try to work that as a network. And that is the wrong place to do it and my favorite example of this again i'm referencing movies and tv here but uh in the movie the founder where uh michael keaton plays ray Kroc, the quote unquote founder of mcdonald's um, great movie it's so good and i'm gonna high key anybody who would listen to this show would probably like the founder and you should watch it um but man, there's this great scene where the half the movie he has ha- wanted nothing to do with like the social club that I guess country club that he and his wife are a part of. And like he's a salesman and he's been kind of, I guess, depressed and he, but he does not want to go to the club. And he tells his wife several times, like he doesn't want to go to the club. And then I think about the time he gets the idea of franchising the restaurant, he tells his wife, you know, much to her shock, Hey, get dressed up. We're going to dinner at the club tonight. And then he uses all of these people um, as his first franchisees. And this is apparently a true story. This is a, they didn't really take any liberties. They didn't take too many liberties with that story at all, from what I understand, but especially this part. He did. His first franchisees were people that he didn't, apparently didn't really like that much. They were just members of the social club. And, uh, and they turned out to be like the worst franchisees in the world. I mean, just like, you know, did all kinds of stuff, really made his life kind of horrible <laughs> in the end. Just watch the movie. You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but again, it, it's going to backfire on you. If, you. if you're trying to take a social relationship, a, a friendship, and turn it into a business situation, people will see through that. Um, of course, we'll talk about that a little more in the resolutions. But this is just one, man, this grinds me up. Please don't do this. Please Please keep it separated. Please don't use. Um, and I'm going to say, like, especially the church. Uh, go to church to go to church. If you're going to church, go to church to go to church. It's that simple. I mean, there are a lot of, like, country clubs are, you know, largely a place to make business connections now. And so I guess I'm really talking about more if you are friends with these people at these situations and you know they're going to be there, so you strategically corner them there and you suddenly pull the veil back and you're not really their friend, you're just trying to get them to invest in your business or come use you as their dentist or whatever. I mean, it, it's just 
bad. And the and the gym, it's the same thing. Go to the gym to work out. Go to church to worship. Go to I mean, where else? Where's these are the three I wrote down. Where's some other places that this happens? Uh, go to the bar to drink. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't have any experience on that, but just... <laughs> that's actually that's a pretty bad example because some of the most interesting business type connections I've ever met, I guess I've usually I've met at well, bars. Okay, so that's a little bit e- different. Even when uh, when you go to volunteer for something, oh my god, just yes. go volunteer. Don't like have a stack of business cards ready to hand out. Okay. Here's a an example. I gotta be careful with this one, but it. I know where you're going. Um, tread lightly. Actually, I don't have to be that careful. But anyway, so I have a family member, and <laughs> <laughs> this story is: if you can't handle cringe humor, if you don't know how to laugh through cringy situations, you might just want to skip the next thirty seconds because, wow, this is this makes me so uncomfortable. I have to laugh. No, so I have a family member. And there was a situation where we actually had a, a family member pass away. Uh, and so, obviously, that's a bad situation. There's a lot of emotions that go on there. And you want to be delicate with that. And honestly, you want to just... In that situation, when you go to a funeral, you go out of respect of the family, out of the person who passed away. You go there to help mourn. You know, all these things. You don't go there to pass out business cards. And I'm not kidding. That happened. I didn't do it, but (laughs) happened to a family member. And you know what we talk about every couple of months? That family member doing that and how disrespectful it was. And you're probably who in the world would do something like that? I don't know, but this person did, and I still can't quite get over it to the point where it, what was the gain of that? What were you going to get out of it? They already knew who you were. Nobody really cared what you were doing. Why would you make sure that you hand out business cards or your new whatever? Gosh, and what was the business? That's the other thing. I'll be careful of that, but I will say it was a home service type business. Right. So it, not even like closely, like, why would you bring this up? There's nothing, there's nothing that's okay to, to do that with at a funeral, but like, oh, it's just so cringy. Oh, it makes me hurt. I, it, it, you know, still don't understand why it happened the way it did. I mean, it's, granted, it has only been a year, a year and a year and a half, maybe, maybe not even that long, but can't get out of our minds. We're still talking to like how did why did that person think that was okay? And I know that you know some people in your family that are capable of that. Oh yeah, even I, if they and, haven't done and it. And I would love for you guys to write me in a couple of these scenarios that, that come up. <laughs> Michael's like, please make me feel like my family isn't the only crazy family. In I the know world. <laughs> we're not, but there, but there are those moments <laughs> where it's just wow. I mean, if you just say wow, like. When we found out that that happened, because I wasn't there the moment it happened. Like, I was there at the funeral, but I apparently missed this wonderful opportunity. And then the family member, uh, another family member called me or texted me. He's like, did you know what this person did? I said, what'd they do? And they explained it. I was like, oh, my. Like, it was one of those, I'm not 100% surprised, but I'm still shocked that it, it did happen. That's sad. Like, it's, yeah. it's just breaking it down. That's just not good. But no, that actually happened. That was entertaining. And I'm very confident this family member will never listen to this podcast. And even if that person did, he or she would not understand it was them. I like how tastefully you just danced around all of that, down to the he and he or she. I like that. I try. Um, so, yeah, guys, <laughs> just think. Gosh, just use your brain and think about and read the room and think about what's socially acceptable. But like Michael said, the problem is the people who would listen to this podcast and the people who uh, – they're the kind of people who know how to use their brain and know how to read the room. So oh, it's cringy. <laughs> Let me, let's move on before I, I just think, like, yeah, I think Penny forgot about I'm, this. I did until <laughs> I'm just so uncomfortable. Uh, okay. They only call you when they need your business services, but claim to be your friend. And now, 
I want to be careful with this one. Um, as you get older, as I have gotten older, you realize that no, you're not in school anymore. You're not necessarily, you don't work with these people anymore. You're not necessarily going to see them every day and talk to them about your day to day just all the time. So if you only talk once a year and you talk some business and you talk some personal and you catch up, that's okay. That's a different thing. So um, no, no, no issue at all talking some business. And if you only talk, you know, pretty sparsely and uh, and, and it's some of both, okay? It, it just kind of, I guess this depends a little more on the situation. But the big thing is like if, if, if somebody is only, if they're hitting you up maybe you know, they're hitting you up regularly. And every time it's like, Hey man, how you been? Yeah, cool. All right. Well, look, man, I got a buddy. He, uh, he needs, or in our case, like he needs a website real bad. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, man, you could probably, you could probably hook him up. And, uh, uh, and then here's the real worst part. Michael knows exactly what I'm talking about. The worst part is, yeah, man, I figure, you know, and if you, he's a real good dude, he didn't have a whole lot of money. If you could just kind of hook him up or if you could, uh, what is there? If you get him a discount or is there anything, any way that you could just help him out or point him? Oh, the worst. Could you just point him in the right direction? I'm like, yeah, I'll show him where he can go. Um, <laughs> and I, hey, and I, I um, I'm going to say that I'm, I don't mind pointing people in the right direction in, this, no. in a sense. And I think it's perfectly fine, fine to use my knowledge to say, all right, this is what you're trying to do. This is the kind of money that you have. This is what your expectation should be don't think this is a great fit for us because this is who we try to deal with, but you can go this route. I, there, have sure. been, there have been plenty of times where I, like, like in the website where I've said, you're a brand new startup and I know that you, and you told me you don't really have any money, but you want something to go out Squarespace or something. Here's a couple of DIY builders. I even helped a friend out once uh, and I like him a lot and he, I knew he didn't have any money. So I sat down in a coffee shop with him and did something real quick for him, just yeah, just to get him off. Like, and I told him like, this is just to get you moving. I don't recommend this long term, but just to get your what you need right this second. Let me just take twenty minutes and give you something. Mm-hmm. And sadly, like in, in the world of technology, you can do stuff like that, but deep down, you know, it's not long term. It's not. Right. It's not one hundred percent professional, but it gets the the job done for what's needed. Yeah. But anyway, no, yeah, you have to be real careful with those situations. Um, cause there are some people that you may be providing that service that a friend or family needs and they trust you before they trust a stranger. And that's fine. If they reach out to you first, honestly, sure. If they come to you first, say, Hey, I saw you did this. We actually have a huge need for this. Can you help? Yeah, sure. But you want to make sure that you're not, uh, giving yourself away, which we've talked about in an, a little bit in a bit about you're not just discounting yourself the whole time because the family or a friend member, you know, that sure. type of thing. So. Well, and, and that's really, I guess more what I'm, I'm talking about with this point is like, don't just, um, you, these are the people that they really, they pretend to be your friend and then they, you know, they, they act like your friend. And then every time they're coming to you, it's, Hey, I need this from you. I need this from you. I need this from you. Uh, thanks. We should get together sometime. It's, it always ends with that too. And I, and, that happens to a lot of people, but it always ends with like, yeah, dude, we should hang out sometime soon. We should get together. Let's get the kids together. Let's, how about, you know, double date, blah, blah, blah. And it's just this thinly veiled tack on to the end of a, hey, also, I need you to heavily discount your services and provide them to me. You're, you're not going to give me, yeah, you're not going to charge me full price. <laughs> I would <laughs> slap the paint off of somebody if they ever looked me in the eyes and said that to me. Uh, and, um, no, I'm not going to charge you anything at all because I'm not going to do your service. I'm, crap. <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> remember, I mean, like Michael started to say, remember that there is no shame. Your goal should always be to help a friend out. And I would say nine times out of ten, if this is a, a pretty close personal relationship and you think, you know, that you might you might be in danger of, of dangering or damaging that relationship, pass them on to somebody else. Say, hey, this is a person who I trust a lot. They can really help you out. And and just, you know, just be careful. Um, because that's the next thing is like, you know, a warning sign is like you might be, you know, you've lost friends to business deals. That's a big issue. Um, you get afraid to talk to the people that you've done work for in the past. We, we already hit on that a little bit. Michael gave a pretty good example. But it's like that can 
man, that can just, that's just, should never happen. That should not happen, but it happens all the time. I, the simple rules are, like, in my mind is keep your friends your friends. And if you want to, and it's okay to have friends because of a business deal. Like, if you've never met that person, but you met them because of you're working on a business or whatnot, and you exchange services or whatever it is, and you become friends after that, that's that's perfectly fine. That's encouraged. That's part of building relationships and growing your network. But it does not make sense if you are friends with somebody. For, like, if you have a high school friend that you've, or a, just a school friend you've known for 20, 30 years, and you just turn and try to make money off of them, they're gonna drop you as friend. Mm-hmm. It may not happen immediate. It's gonna. It may it'll ha- happen, it'll, but it'll happen eventually. And it may not even be like you did a bad business, but you're trying. You force something on them just to take their money, especially if you have. If you're the friend that's the the friend with money, and then all of a sudden you get pinned with. You have these friends that are like trying to sell stuff to you and things like that. It's just not good. It's not healthy. Um, mm-hmm. You're gonna find yourself very alone very quickly, um, and it's not gonna work for you. It just it is literally one of those things that you will start digging a hole and you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden you'll find you have no more friends. Uh, Family doesn't want to talk to you. You become that person in the family that they always joke about. Like, who are you talking about? Oh, it's myself. (laughs) Cause that's real. And you have to just got to be careful. I mean, I know in, in this world you have to make a living. You got to live and, that costs money and, and business is about making money to a certain point, but ultimately you don't need to sacrifice your relationships for that. And especially if you're doing it just to appease your boss, where your boss is pushing you on numbers. And let's say that you're, you are a salesperson and you, you're not meeting your quota and you just go after your friends or it, I'm not going to lie. If you're working for a company that says that part of our training is how to connect with your friends to make, you know, to sell them, like how Oof. to like, cause that's, or how to sell your friends. No, no, don't sell your bad, friends. Bad, 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 bad. No, they it should uh, not be encouraged. No, it really shouldn't because they're your friends. They're worth more than a dollar. I would know. hope. I mean, and if they're not, they're not your friends. Congrats. I mean, granted, like, if, if there's a friend that you just hate, <laughs> go take their money, right? I like, <laughs> that, I like the fact that you even said a friend that you hate. That's <laughs> I think we all have that one friend that we roll our eyes about, but um, I don't know. Sorry, I got a little off topic there. It's okay, but Let me, let's hit the hit the last uh, uh, warning sign, and then we'll get into some of these resolutions. Oh goodness, Man. this one I can. <laughs> yeah, last warning sign is you know either maybe this is a warning sign that you are this person, or just the, you know you know this person is. They're always expect something in return for their help. I mean, the person that's like, you know, they helped you move. And and then like three days later, they're calling you like, hey, man, so I need a website, blah, blah, blah. And I helped you move. So, you know. Or it's just like this one strikes the home because I know quite a few. I know there's a particular person in my life that this makes up everything about this person. And it's. And you don't see it right off the bat either. You don't recognize it until a couple of things in where they, they bring it up. Hey, I, you know, I did that and that for you. Can you help me out? Like, no. Sometimes you, you should do something for someone because you want to, not because you want to get something in return. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about, like, if you're trying to, like, build up your resume of I've done things for you so I can whip out the I need this done right now for me. No, that doesn't work in your friend's world. Now, in the business world, if you have a business client relationship and you're just taking care of that client and going the extra mile, they'll probably remember that and they'll probably repay you in some form or fashion. Additional services or recommend you out, referral, that's great. But it's all your friends and family. You don't like, uh, like, hey, you remember I helped you move last year? Cut me a deal in this car, you know? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, just don't, just don't play that. Just don't. You if if they are your friend, then you should, you know, just want to help them out. And if you don't, just want to help them out. Some I'm not talking about the leeches that are literally always asking you for favors. And after a while, you should, you know, it should be equitable. I'm talking about like if if there is somebody who just always expects something in return, 
um, for the smallest little thing, they're probably not really your friend. If they can't do something for you as a friend out of the goodness of your heart, um, they're not your friend. But that goodness of their heart thing cannot be their primary like form of making money. So again, don't go self-righteous and say like, oh, this person wouldn't change my oil. He's a mechanic and he wouldn't even change my oil. Some friend he is, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, use your brain. It's common sense, but just think about it. Yeah, I, I just, it just irks me when, when you start to realize that you there are people in your life that are that way and you may not recognize it right off, but we really start to think about those certain people uh, it happens way off, way often more than it should, and it becomes this game with some of them. Honestly, like you just, you're like, all right, well, what else? The like, payback game. Yeah, or I even say like I've I've hated, I've done work for people like that where they just it, it becomes this favor game, uh, and all of a sudden they're on your short list for asking for all sorts uh-huh. of stuff because you were being gracious toward them and just helping them and they start abusing your time um that might be your boss right now that might be doing some of that who knows but no there there are plenty of people where i've done work for and i did like let me just help you like very honest like i see the problem if you give me like five minutes i can fix it for you not a big deal and i do it great and all of a sudden i become just like good for this good for that like hey this is great i i I don't have time for that and they get mad at you yeah, and again, what can you probably say about that person? They're not really your friend. They're using you for crap. So that's kind of the next um, step of this. I guess the like kind of transitioning into resolutions is like, what is a friend and what is a business contact? And <laughs> I actually thought about this last night. I was um, at a – I was – here's a weird juxtapose. I was working um, – as a sound guy at a friend's event. Um, it's not her personal event. It was an event that she put on for the company she works for. And I ran sound for the big event. And it was really a lot of fun. Um, and then the end of the night, there was a band that played and she, you know, they all told me, Hey, once the band's playing and once they're happy and set, you can leave the sound booth and the AV booth and you just come hang out with us. And I realized like the difference between probably a business acquaintance and like a friend is somebody you could dance with and in front of and not be embarrassed. That's pretty good. I, it, it struck me as we started talking about this and, and just from last night, but like, think about it. So, so like, um, you can be Michael. yourself, not the professional. Ex- exactly. And I feel like dancing is in, at least in our little Western and American culture, like it's a weird uh, kind of awkward thing. Um, and especially, let's be especially honest. Especially if you ever watch somebody dance and you don't have the sound on. Oh, I've never, <laughs> no, I've never seen that. Well, like, I saw uh, an Insta story of people dancing, but I didn't have the sound on or anything. It was, like, went, super awkward. Well, I've even, what was it, like, not Bonnaroo, but one of those where they do the, the dance parties. Oh, the silent with, discos? The silent discos? Yes. I mean, that's the same. Like, when you watch it from the outside, you're like, what in the world am I? It makes this? sense when you have headphones on. Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful world, but no. <laughs> I actually did a silent disco at Bonnaroo one year. That was fun. <laughs> Never been to Bonnaroo. But so, I mean, if you can be totally yourself with this person, and I'm not saying that business, you need to fake it. I'm talking about, like, you can just totally let your hair down, let your guard down, be 100% yourself with this person, then chances are they are really a friend. And now, again, this is all fine line stuff. I think that's a pretty good generalization of, of how to know if a person is a business acquaintance or a friend. I definitely have people who I really like, who I you know am on very good and friendly terms with, but the majority of our relationship has been working together towards a goal. Um, there's, you know... You, you just you have to find and respect that. So let me say, like, if you have a friend and y'all became friends because of common interests or because of, you know, you were hanging out at the same place or you just realized that you had a lot in common or that you liked being friends and you hang out like that. And then eventually um, you start working on a project together. Maybe you start a podcast together or something like that. That's not exactly. They, they Which is a side note. Panic and I actually were not friends before we started working. We didn't know each other. Oh, yeah. Well, so fun fact, Michael Ray actually knew my older brother, and I knew of Michael Ray through my older brother. Never met him until the day we worked together. Yeah, we we didn't know each other. Oh, and you know what? 
today, so this episode will air a little after we record it, um, but today, Sunday, August the 4th, 2019, is our eight-year Facebook friendiversary, it told me today. Wow. Eight years. Can you believe that? 2011. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Maybe it was nine years. I'm sorry. I'm going to detour, but I'm going to open up Facebook and see what it says. Um, it doesn't tell it me. It should be 2011. So yeah, that would because been, that was when I graduated. That's right, undergrad. So eight years, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, when we first started working together, we, yeah, we weren't really friends. We were no work, I mean, coworkers. We were just coworkers, and we slowly kind of learned about each other and yeah, started hanging out here and there. Um, but and, that's when it happens, right? It, we were like we were coworkers until we started spending time together, understanding each other's hearts work. a little bit, and yeah, doing stuff outside of work and. Um, I mean, I wish I could probably... And here we are after our uh, grand exit from our <laughs> other place, and we're making a podcast yeah. together right now in my basement at my house. Yeah, change of scenery Just today. change of scenery this time around. But um, but the friendship's there. Right. Like, And even if... We don't even view this podcast as anything business-related. This is just something that we're just having fun with. Yeah. I hope you can... I hope you guys... Uh, everyone understands that... <laughs> Sorry, uh, there's this ongoing joke I have right now. <laughs> if you notice that I've gone from hey guys to hey everyone, I've had many people call me out on saying that shouldn't hey be hey guys. guys. And Listen, I, girls can be guys too, okay? Or anybody can be anybody, but I just, <laughs> I even had to like, adjust, like have even adjusted the way I've emailed certain people, which is really like, I, I don't know, I've learned something on this podcast, but... We actually, I hope everyone realizes that we're having a lot of fun with this and we're growing as individuals ourselves through this, honestly. And we're hoping that what we've learned is helping you guys. But I know that was a major detour, but it was really just a reflection on our actual relationship between the two hosts right now. It should show, I mean, trying to like exemplify, okay, the difference between friends and and coworkers and even work friends. That's kind of a dicey thing too. Um, But mainly we're talking about, you know, the difference between a business acquaintance or a business uh, colleague or whatever you want to call it and and your friends and knowing who to work with and who not to. So with that, let's hit some of these resolutions pretty quickly. Um, as always on this show, everything that we talk about every single time, communication is the key. Um, but here's the thing to say. If this person is your friend, Let's say uh, this is more for this situation. This person is your friend and they are abusing that friendship and trying to sell you stuff all the time and always trying to, you know, get, use you for business. And just claim open your up, friend. just open up your Facebook feed. How many of your friends are like posting about some product? Right. The Look at thing them. Is <laughs> if they are your friend, you got to explain their behavior to them because a lot of people don't realize that what they're doing is harming their friendship. It's just self-destructive. Right. They don't see it that way. They see themselves as trying to better themselves, advance themselves, make some sales, make some money, yada, yada. They don't They don't see it as like this bad negative thing that's hurting anybody. They see it only the positives in it. And there is some positive for them, but if they're abusing and using up their uh, their friendships and their, their you know personal relationships are just draining, uh, it's very negative. And so if that person, if, if you are friends with that person, if you're close with them, you do need to talk to them about it. The opposite, though, is true. And and equal opposites here, because you don't ever want to go in on any of these people shamefully or publicly, okay? This is something to keep yeah, in mind. Yeah, don't post on their, that, their posts like, hey, quit selling crap to your friends. And But the question is, <laughs> and why? Why should you not do that? To me... That's an immediate... Just- Kills your relationship. It does. Your legitimacy. And it gives them victim mentality. Yeah. It gives them all the, look how they attacked me. They treat me so poorly. And let me just say. And then the people that take the screenshots and put uh-huh. posts on Facebook. Look at this conversation between X, Y, and Z. Yeah, they're playing the victim card. Every time. And and let's, uh, again, I'm, I'm not trying to stay on this, but it's okay because you if you're listening to this and you're part of this, you don't think that you are, so it's okay. The MLM people. Man, they love the victim complex. It's so hard 
you know, I'm trying to improve the lives of the people around me and I just get treated so harshly and they just don't understand our business and blah, blah, blah. Look, they're taking your shaming and your harsh words and, and whatever you have to say to them, they're taking it back to their people and rallying around it. That victim mentality is such a good rallying point that it will motivate them to, to sell more and ruin more relationships. So you, you want to talk to people who are your friends, but if you don't know them, you just kind of got to leave it alone and hope that one of the friends talks to him about it. Don't publicly shame him. Don't beat him over the head with it. Don't, you know, don't give him fuel for a victim complex ever. Um, but if you are close to them, talk to him about it. Um, that's the biggest thing. Michael, what is our next resolution? Uh, keep friends as friends, but don't do business. Uh, wait, don't business with friends. Don't do business. With okay. Friends. <laughs> we need you, to. Yeah. Matter proofread these but yeah keep friends with friends uh keep friends as friends and and don't do business with friends i mean again when we talk about don't do business with friends um well i'm gonna say this and michael you wrote this but i'll i will say it i think it's a great dichotomy here is don't do business for friends and don't turn your friends into business friends make friends from your business relationships that's okay. That should happen naturally. That's what happened with Michael and I. That's what should happen. You if you're have, good at what you do and you're honest, that will happen naturally. Exactly. Just straight up. You, you, they will become true friends. It, it's not, you know, you shouldn't say, hey, you're my buddy. Why don't you buy this boat from me? It should be, uh, you know, two years down the road after you've helped this business acquaintance do X, Y, and Z, you're sitting at dinner together, you and yours and his and hers and everybody, you know, mm -hmm. and you're all together. And then you say, well, I, you know, I'm trying to sell a boat. That's kind of the more net, like you, you will make true friends out of business connections. You shouldn't make business connections out of your true. And friends. I'll even say that, like, so I have a friend now that I gained through business, uh, and panic knows who I'm talking about. And this guy is amazing. He, when you sit down and talk to him, he, you just feel good when you're done talking to him. And he has a great vision for everything that he's doing. And what I know about him, he, and he's so honest and true, is that, okay, for one thing, when I transitioned, when I left that other company, because that's where that relationship started, uh, when he realized that I had left, he made sure he contacted me and wanted to know what I was up to, what I was doing, that type of thing, which was great. But then also, I know deep down, if uh, I ever do business with him, and let's say I like I screw up or don't, or we they have to end the relationship. I know deep down that if I saw him or called him up, it'd just be a good conversation. It would be an honest conversation. It would be just learning about. Like even when he came back to me, like he came to me not too long ago, want to learn more and more what I was doing now, and. And he asked me, do you think what you do could help me? I said, yeah, I really do. I, I think it actually could. I'm not I'm not going to sell you on it, though, because I don't want to hard sell you on something. He said, no, 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 I trust you. You're like, I understand what you do, and you don't. You never steer me wrong. And I said, well, I'm just, all right, well, this is what we see. This is what the costs are. And if you're okay with it, we can do it. But, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to push you for it. He said, no, I, I get it. Give me a little time. I'll come back to you. So, like. And I wasn't even like looking at that when I literally when he called me he said he wanted to talk I said okay and, you know, and I uh, I knew it and going in, I was like I don't expect to sell him anything it'd be cool if I did but ultimately I don't really want to I just love listening and talking to him because I feel better about myself and better about what the world is out there and he is just an awesome person and so and I will always treasure that relationship. But that with with him just because it's a true friend at that point. Right. That's hey, that's what we're talking about. That's the main that's good. I mean, you get it. That's good perspective on it. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I, there's actually another point that goes along with that, but I I feel like you kinda well, I'll go ahead and say it. it's it's not it's only sort of related. You you wrapped up everything that needs to be said there. I do want to make sure that I don't come across as saying like don't support your friends' businesses at all. If your friends are selling something like they create or something like we talked about that's kind of a you know short-term sale. If your friends have a restaurant, go to their freaking restaurant. If your friends are selling t-shirts and you know prints and their artwork or candles, you can buy something like that. 
don't blame them if you burn their burn your house down with one of their candles. But like, it should be a an, a transaction that you literally, even if you didn't get the T-shirt that you bought, you don't care. You wanted to support. You just them. start supporting them. That even should. If that's the, the difference. Food never showed up on your table. You should be there to support them, yeah. not to have the best meal of your life. Hopefully, it is, and your friends are successful, you know, successful and yeah. happy and whatever. But yeah, it, it's really intention. Um, and then, you know, don't, and again, this goes along with the intentions. Don't expect discounts and don't, don't shortcut them. your friends. That's the worst thing you can do is people are like, Hey, we're friends. You're going to give me a discount, right? The friends discount. You literally put a dollar amount on your friendship. That's exactly what you're doing. The second you're like, yo bro, I, I get a discount, right? No, you actually are more likely to get a discount from a positive business connection than you should be from a friendship. I did some work for a friend um, at one point and obviously had no expectation of this at all. It never came up. Um, but ever since I've been back to his place, he's in, uh, it's, it's food service. And ever since I've been back, I have, I, it, we've never discussed it, but I can always tell that he gives me some, a cut here and there and it helps me out. And I super appreciate it. It means the world to me that he would do that, but I would literally never ask him for free food. I would literally never ask him to give me a discount. And if he stopped doing it tomorrow, I'd go back to his place once a week just to support him and see him and say hi. Well, like I, I, like whenever I've done business with friends, like I needed something, a service of theirs or buy something from them. I, I, I make sure I don't engage with that conversation until I'm prepared to pay full normal price. Sure. And with the expectation, that's what I'm going to do because even because you can see it in their face. They're like, well, you know, usually I charge a hundred dollars for this. Um, but for you, you know, and they get hesitant. Like, and like, no, 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 this is a hundred dollars. Here's your hundred dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I need your service or product. I don't need you to sell me, give me a discount. I don't want you to put a price on that because I'm, you just so happen to have what I need and I'm going to, and I have a relationship there. So it's just an, a natural transaction, but I'm not taking advantage of you and I don't want you to feel obligated for something that you just shouldn't feel obligated for. Sure. But it happens all the time. Indeed it does. Uh-huh. And there's a balance there. Cause you like, you just have this instant obligation. If somebody comes to you, you're like, Oh, I know that I have to give them a discount. And honestly, if they come at you and, and you don't give them a discount and they complain, like, you gonna charge me full price? I don't get this. I mean, we just talk about this, but it's just like it's ridiculous, it's stupid. The other thing is, let's, if if they are truly your friend and you're truly just there to support them, why don't you just pay him full price anyway? Yeah, you know, again, this friend that that he never charges me right. I always try to tip him the difference. Like if I know how much he of a discount he gave me, I'll give it back in a tip uh, and then some, right? Because like. What are your intentions? Are you really friends with that person or are you just trying to get free crap out of them? Well, and also remember too, you're not there to save their business. Right. Oh, if I don't show up next week, they're not. No, they very, 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 very rarely does a business rely on one client that makes a difference. Unless it's Bob's Burgers and then they pretty much rely on Teddy. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Or in a real world, if you have like a government contract. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a reality, but but no, like their business doesn't operate because of one client. That's not really how that works ninety nine percent of the time. But no, just you shouldn't. There should not be an obvious. It should just be. But you just happen to do this, and I'm I'm gonna ask for some help. You know, I'm gonna pay normal price and mm-hmm. be normal and make it very. I'm not gonna make it awkward. I guess. Okay. And that's what. And that's really our next point is uh, resolution is always check your own intentions. Are you going to dinner or lunch uh, with someone like to catch up or do you have those ulterior motives? Um, just, just check yourself. I mean, be, be about what you're about. If you're Rem- trying to connect to connect, do that. If you're trying to connect on a business level, let somebody know that it's okay to you know be upfront. just be upfront. Be like, Hey, listen, I have some opportunities I'd like to discuss with you. If you're interested, let's get lunch. And if somebody says what kind of opportunities, like they're they're you know of a business nature, and if that makes you uncomfortable, like let's not. And don't be vague. It, don't be vague. Just be sh- like nobody likes that weird vague posting. Like I'd love to talk to you about what I've been up to, and then of course they're just trying to sell you their MLM crap. I hate that. Just be real with somebody. Just like you know, um, even I'll even say this. Like I've been approached by business contacts 
with this kind of, you know, hey, we should let's grab lunch. Let's let's I, we just have some questions. And I'm not gonna hate on people, but personal finance people are really bad. It's a lot. Yeah, they they. There's a quite. I, I think I probably have lunch or coffee with somebody like that at least once a quarter, um, and and there's some that are just great, and some I've just known for a while. But there are some I've never even met before, and they say this one say, "Hey, I want to discuss this. You know, some X Y Z," and you find out like, "Oh, you're trying to sell me an insurance policy, right. or something." I have an investment opportunity for you, and you're trying to sell me, yeah, health insurance. Uh, no, 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 don't be misleading. And just, and just be honest up front and just because the quicker you're honest and up front at the beginning, the quicker you'll not waste time. Yes. Because I like when be, when I've had financial people call me up and they'll say, I was like, look, I've already because I can hear it through her voice because they say, you want to get coffee? It's like, well, I say, what are we going to talk about? You know, I just want to have a I, I mean, I say, like, what are we going to talk about so we can I can prepare for that meeting? Because that's how I'm going to ask, get some information. That's smart. That's and really good. they'll say, oh, we're just going to like, oh, well, I actually have all that covered. Is there anything else we're going to talk about? Um, and they can't say anything. It's like, well, just to save you time, you're, you probably won't be able to sell me on anything. And they, and a good person will say, you're right. You know, that's hundred percent. And thank you for not wasting each other's time because that's a reality. A true professional will recognize that reality gate and be appreciative of the opportunity to save time because going to coffee, going to lunch, that takes time to eat. That takes time to drive there. It takes time to drive back. Your day is like a one hour lunch is really two hours of your time. Mm -hmm. And that could be spent other ways. And if you're really just there to help sell something and you, and you just know you're, you're just wasting their time, be upfront on both parties. Just say what it is. Yeah. The other one, what I was saying is it's, and it's so weird to me was like, and this happened to me more than once. I've had people hit me up like, hey, you know, we have some uh, just some questions. We're considering like switching over to this technology or we're we're thinking about trying to change this. And we just wanted to like know about, you know, your expertise. And they're actually just trying to hire me to do like freelance work. Well, I'm OK. I'm good with that. <laughs> it's like that's why would you not just say, like, hey, I just want to like are you available for freelance work? Would you entertain something? And I mean, I guess there's maybe more value props sometimes in saying, Hey, we respect your expertise and we want to pick your brain about it. Um, so I, you know that, but that's been a weird one. I've experienced more than once people being like, we just have some questions about this. And they're actually just trying to hire me to do some work. So whatever, that's fine. Uh, but again, just be clear about your intentions and check your own intentions and know your intentions. And the last thing that we would plead of you, and we've already hit on this some, but like begging, pleading, probably Michael more than myself being in sales is if you are starting a new career, especially in sales, just leave your family and friends out of it. They may be your first network because they're your family and friends, but they should not be your first choice no. in selling. Now, like we've said many times, if they come to you, yeah, and you're that's fine. Very different. If they come to you and they say, "Hey, you know, I um, saw you're doing this. I saw you're selling what? I mean, tires. I saw you're selling tires. You know, actually, uh, my tires are really old. I, could, I mean, if I came down tomorrow, could you not looking for a sure? discount. Not, yeah, and then please, leave <laughs> for a discount. Or um, even something more like, you know, I saw where you're selling health insurance, and I'm just wondering. I mean. You know, what's the difference between can health insurance? You, can you give me can just you, an honest opinion? Can you tell me if mine's any good? That's good, positive things. But you should never be the person that's going to your family and be like, hey, look, man, I'm just saying uh, your health insurance. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but I'd really appreciate it if you bought from me. I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my blah, blah, blah together and trying to make my first sale. Like, oh, my gosh. Then go make it to somebody who needs it. Stop selling people on things they don't need, especially your friends and family, it will come back to bite you every time. Every time. Well, all right. So we just rolled through a lot of different. I will say this episode is a little different from our typical. I think we kind of. So. I think we concentrate a little bit more on the actual individual going through these things, and and less about the boss or manager that's dictating that. But what we what our goal was with this episode was you can really mess up your life relationships very quickly because of a business transaction. For sure. 
and you don't want to do that. And it's a rookie mistake that salespeople make all the time or new business owners that just started something. It happens a lot. And if you don't believe that, just go to your social media feeds and just look at the people that are posting stuff. It will not take but 10 minutes. You'll find nope. somebody. You'll figure every, it out quick. Every single time. So let's do a recap here. Let's talk about the issue first. Taking advantage of personal relationships for business gains. Uh, warning signs. Are you known for the person that's always trying to sell something? Uh, your only clients are friends and family. Uh, are you all you talk about is work only? And then, I, of course, I slipped in that wonderful personal uh, funeral mm-hmm. situation to that. Uh, using gyms, churches, social clubs as your personal network or selling everything that really works against you. We actually talked about the movie The Founder with that one. Go watch The Founder. It's great. It is fantastic. Only call you when they need your business service, to, but claim to be your friend. Losing a friend's to business deals when you're actually afraid to talk to your friends after you've done work for them. Always expect something in return for their help. Yeah, there's a lot of that that goes on. Resolutions. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I think we could always say that this happens on every episode, but communication is so important. And it's not even like you told somebody. It's more of, both parties understand. That's communication. Yeah. When both sides of the communication uh, line understand, it's not a one-sided thing. So explain, when you're trying to deal with somebody that's doing this to you, explain their behavior. Uh, they may not realize it's, it's them that's doing it, and they don't realize it's hurting their friendship. Uh, but don't do it in a very shameful way. Don't do it publicly. Right. Be careful of that. They may play the victim Roll and then they go down a deeper path and then they use that conversation against you in some weird way because it happens a lot. Keep your friends as friends and just don't do business with friends. The only friends that you do business with are the ones that you had business first and then became friends later. It's just it it sounds complicated, but it's it's really not. It should feel pretty natural. Yeah, it just it takes time. And if it's your first year of business, you, you're probably fighting that really hard right now um, because you can't really make a lot of friends that first year out of your business because you don't have it's a lot hard. of relationships. It's just, yeah. there's a lot of grunt work getting those first businesses that aren't your family or friends. <laughs> just plain and simple. And then a big one here, check your own intentions. Huge. Always want to self-evaluate what you're trying to do, why you're doing it. And then of course, bullet down to this. If you're starting into a new career, especially sales, leave family and friends out of it. They need your services They'll come to you if they need it. Absolutely. That plain and simple. Absolutely. So uh, we're pretty much out of time, but I really hope that uh, this was good and informative. And um, I hope that you kind of learned a lot and, and maybe can take some time for self-introspection like and, and just question yourself and, and see, like, am I doing this? And the thing is, if you are, if, if you are, you know, that person, it's not that's not a death sentence. Like you can definitely recover. You can check yourself. You can, you know, the best step is if you realize that all you've done for a month is, you know, take people out to lunch to try to sell them on stuff. Why don't you find a friend that you haven't talked to in a while? or Maybe you've even already tried to sell. And why don't you just take them out to lunch and, and just talk about nothing? And I'll I mean, say that this came to my mind is I'll end with this though. If you're doing all the talking in the lunch and they're not check your intentions. Boom. That simple. Yeah, that's a mic drop. That's that's end of the episode. Well said. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for listening to us. We're so excited. We have nine episodes in. And, and next episode's going to be freaking awesome. Can't yeah, wait. the next episode, episode 10, we're very excited about. We have a special guest for it, and and it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're, it, we're stoked. So anyway, we'll catch you on the other side, but thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work-Life Balance. If you have questions or stories you'd like to share, email us at worklifebalanceshow at gmail.com or call in on Anchor. We'd love to have you on the show.